Hey, welcome to the Next Flex podcast, the up close and personal edition. And I got my man Marcus Smoot on here, WRTR own. And he is going to be with me tonight. And we're going to discuss a few topics on um, his journey in the radio world and um, just kick it a little bit. So go ahead, Marcus, introduce yourself. And hey, I mean, you know. I mean, you've been doing this since, you know, like Jesus was, you know, since Jesus released his first album. So I'm assuming a lot of the same people that know you probably know me. It's your boy Marcus, uh, WRTR Real Talk Radio. Um, wow. We've been doing this for quite some time now. Like, huh, I was thinking back to when I started this, like back in 2011 slash 2012 so yeah it's been a minute for us just you know <sighs> just trying to survive you know just trying to live each and every moment dealing with white people just like everybody else <laughs> just trying to make it make it do what it do how about you how's everything in your world b man i've been i've been cooling it you know um made it past the um pandemic if it's still going on i don't know but i made it through that then uh-huh. I, I was like, we got past that and the sky turned orange shit. <laughs> so I was like, man, you know, like, you know, I, I instantly thought about you, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, some of the stuff you used to post and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I wonder what Marcus would think about some of this stuff going on right now, you know? Uh-huh. You seen <laughs> I've been laying low. You seen I've been yeah. out. I've been keeping out these streets and out from Staying everywhere out else. Way. Yeah, stay it out of the way. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we gonna get into it, man. Um, I met you some years ago, um, through one of the shows we were doing. I think it was at a soul session or something like that, but it was through the shows that we were doing. And um instantly, you know, I gravitated towards you and your team, and I, I was inspired by y'all, I inspired how you moved, even when I went to your your space. You you was doing you was doing it at your spot spot. And you was doing that listen vision and your spot looked better than the actual listen vision. <laughs> and you told me your idea of why you were doing it in both places. Right. And y'all, you was, I was talking about everybody talk to talk, but you was like the hardest working man in radio and hardest person I've seen doing this. And my thing is you're welcome. And you were going, you were doing it here. You were doing it at home. And then I, if I'm not mistaken, you would go straight to the station or you would do the station and then come home and do it. Yep. Yeah. Either or, depending on how our schedules flop. Sometimes we got to do it a little bit earlier, then go to the studio. And then sometimes it was like, nah, I'm sleeping in. We're doing it after the studio. So, yeah, you know, definitely. we just try to make it do what it do. And, and um, I was trying. You were, one, you were one of the stations that were actually putting on, not only, you didn't, you wasn't like a, how like everybody they had their own little niche but they had either they were playing the the artist music the whole time the show was geared toward artists or whatever your show you supported the artists they got paid royalties through your show uh-huh. and not only that but you you talked about everyday life yes yes we so, did so let me ask you what inspired you to start that journey in radio so i would say the biggest inspiration behind it is wanting to do it and not necessarily having a platform for it because 
um, as many of you know, I mean, especially nowadays, like getting through to like any major network, be it, um, you know, if you trying to get on TV, be it if you're trying to get into radio, it's like sort of not a what, what you know, it's kind of like who you know. And I didn't know a whole lot of people. So much like black people who <laughs> had or there was a space that didn't welcome black people, we did what? We made our own spaces. Yes. And that's the same way we did with WRTR. So since everybody kept saying no, no, no on all these different platforms, we kind of made our own way and said, okay, well, nobody wants to do this. We're going to be the first ones or we're going to do it our way or whatever. And that's the way we kind of did it. You know, it wasn't we weren't the first people doing podcasts. We weren't the first people doing radio shows, but we wanted to do it our way. And everybody else that gave us knows we turned those no's into our own yeses okay okay mm-hmm. so when doing this what year do you what year did you kick off doing it i kicked it off in 2011 we didn't actually debut until 2012 because there's all this promotion you have you have to have time to set up websites you have to have time to set up licensing um ideas you know dry runs then you got to learn because, you know, of course, none of us were professionally trained, so we all had to learn different, you know, we had to learn the computers, we had to learn the microphones, we had to learn the audio, we had to learn the software, like all of that kind of stuff. It was self-taught and pretty much taught myself how to do it. Yes, I, I remember coming over and watching you run it and then the radio show, the the, the, the commercial breaks that you had in it. I mean, it was real professional. Right. And I and you was like, hold on. And you would do your thing. I was like, OK. And, you know, because I worked in a recording studio, I was right. kind of familiar because it's like sisters to each other. You know what uh-huh. I mean? So uh-huh. I'm watching you edit and, and do things as you was going along. And it was like, yo, that's dope. You know what I mean? Right. OK. So how did you pick your cast? You don't have to name the cast or whatever, but how did you pick <laughs> your cast or. Well, the first um, the first group that we had together or the, you know, inception of the idea, it was pretty much like my friends not sitting around telling one another, you know, just different stories and having conversations. And mm-hmm. we would like be doubled over laughing at the amount of ridiculous stories and the amount of ratchet stuff and just how well we played off of one another and how funny it was. And I was like, who wouldn't want to see this? Who wouldn't want to hear this? And like much, you know, like much like people get on live now when something funny's happening or they want everybody to see, hey, you know, this going on live, yada, yada, yada. We were kind of those people that were like, okay, let's do it. And then we did it in radio show form. And well, it just went from there. And, you know, being as though we were all friends, it made it a lot easier because it wasn't like talking or trying to force a conversation that you wouldn't normally have. And that's yeah. one of the things that kind of made our show a little bit different, I think, than the other shows that were kind of going on right then and there because our chemistry, our, you know, play off of one another, it was kind of, you know, it was more so natural than forced. Yes. It was. It, it seemed so organic, like right. watching it. It was, it was like you when you were trying to be funny, you weren't trying to be comedians. Right. Um, but yet you were funny. You know what I mean? And I and 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 not only it was funny at times, but then you would get turn around and switch, and you'd be serious, and you'd get into serious things and serious yep. topics. Yep. 
And I was like, and, and it really was the blueprint. I mean, it was a lot of shows here. I saw a lot of shows and I won't knock them. I won't bash them or anything like that. Right. But I, I, I swear, like your show, if what wasn't the best, it was top three. I appreciate and, that. And I don't, I mean, and you were like, you were so humble. It was like people could get on the show. You didn't, you never was bougie. Um, you were, oh, you was, God. you know what I mean? And, 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 and you and you was willing to help people. You didn't you 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 were you man, you was you was one of the most genuine guys I've met, you know, uh -huh. here. Appreciate and, that. And we we became friends and mm -hmm. even at times we drift apart and go through life, but you know, just know that still you right here, you know what I mean? Appreciate that, man. Same here. Yeah, and and you've been such an inspiration to me and how you moved and you would give me advice and stuff like that, and you know. And and I truly, 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 genuinely, genuinely from the bottom of my heart, like appreciate you as a person. Hey man, not as much as we appreciate you, because I mean, like as much as integral as you talk that we were to, you know, DMV Underground. I mean, you, you know, you and your empire kind of got us through a lot of different hurdles and stuff of things that we didn't know. You know, you taught me a lot about, you know, paying royalties and how different mm -hmm. people and how that whole process works and everything. I mean, yes. stuff that I wouldn't have known, stuff that I wouldn't even thought to know to look up. But once again, being self-taught, I kind of learned along the way. And you mm -hmm. were one of those pillars or one of those, you know, steps that kind of helped us go up. So, hey, shout outs to you too. Yeah, yeah, thank you, man. And I, I truly appreciate that. Now, let's move on. Um, during your career, can you tell me some of the notable people you interviewed? Okay. Um <clears throat> okay, I'll do I'll do mainstream. Well, I'll do celebrity and then I'll do, you know, okay. um everyday underground. Mm -hmm. Or up and coming rather. Okay. All right, so <laughs> So I guess one of my more, um, high, well, you know, with the actual celebrity was meeting the Black Ranger because that was tight. Like, not only yeah. did I get to meet the original Black as Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, but then, like, after the interview, of course, him being from California, Angel Grove and shit. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but no, like, from him being, like, in California, he didn't know anybody here. So it was like, yo, let's go. And then we was hitting clubs. We wasn't having to wait in lines because people recognized his face. That shit was pretty dope, as, you know, as far as an interview. Plus, you know, I got to know, I got to know, like, exclusive ways and ways or, you know, reasons things happened in his career. He got to tell me about, you know, how they were, uh, Popping up that uh, arrest warrant that he had at the time, it was it was a lot. It was a lot. Oh wow! Mm, yeah, mm. but it was one of my most. Uh, it was one of my most favorite interviews because it was it, once again it was organic. It wasn't forced. Yeah. Everything okay. was just like you know it flowed. Uh, let's see, up and coming, I would have to say one of my most notable interviews was one. Huh, picture this. Sicily, 2012. <laughs> <laughs> so we was we were having an interview with this fella named Bezel, <laughs> and Bezel had some things to say. Bezel wanted mm. to kind of just he didn't want to 
put nobody out there, but he kind of wanted to, you know, just kind of set the record straight as far as where his motion was going and where other people's motions were going and how those motions didn't line up with what was being, uh, you know, said in the streets. Uh-huh. Oh, when I got that interview, of course, <laughs> the streets started talking about this interview long before it ever aired. So yes. I was getting threats and stuff from people. <laughs> like, I was oh, getting that's... phone calls from weird numbers. I go to the grocery store. People will pop out the Doritos bag, like, <laughs> post that interview. And, you know, all this <laughs> stuff. And it was just, I did not, like, it was then that I kind of realized that a lot more people paid attention to us than I was actually paying attention to. So, yeah, yeah so those are two of my that, more notable. The fear of the unknown, like, you know, after they actually got to hear, and then they'd be like, "Oh, it wasn't," you know, on that kind of ratchetness. It was, it was real, but it wasn't on that ratchet. You know what right. I mean? And people were so afraid, maybe of getting exposed or definitely whatever. of that. Yeah, and it wasn't even that type of party. You know what nope. I mean? Nope. Yeah, but because people were being so grimy, they had things to hide. So instead of them just coming clean with whatever they needed to come clean with. They didn't chose to try to, you know, threaten us. I mean, like, like I was like, I was being funny about people popping out of Doritos bags, but <laughs> it was serious, like about for about a like, couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. It, it, it was, was a lot. It was a lot of going down. So. <laughs> yeah. So okay, moving on. What was one of the best media events that you've been to with your? Um, uh, with I your would say VMAs. I love going to the VMAs. I mean, mm-hmm. even though, even though it was MTV, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they don't necessarily like us being there. But I'll tell you what, they had their ish in order, and it was the okay. first time. You know, it was the closest I've been to Beyonce. So there we go. It was pretty dope. You oh, got to meet some dope, dope people. It was professionally done. I got to do uh, interviews. We got to take red carpet pictures. Um, you know, it was just. I mean, aside from just being. I guess I'm not one of those people that gets starstruck too much. Yeah. But I guess aside from just being overwhelmed from everything that was going on and how fast it goes, like you Mm -hmm. watch it on TV and there's hours and hours of coverage. So you just think everything's moving like a snail and they Mm -hmm. heard you in and heard you right out. And then it's a, it's a different group right behind you. So even though we see it on TV and it's like, you know, minute after minute coverage it's not like that when you're actually there so that was different different and interesting to see so mm, mm. Mm-hmm. so so give me um the next one next to that one which one what event or did you cover that you liked um, um one of the first and you all of course always go back to the first events that you covered it will be one of the ones that i did with you um real talk wednesdays back at lace when you know oh, yeah. before the rats ate it um, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the rats had their feast. Ooh. Anyways, um, but no, that was that was dope. I mean, who would have thought that you had first off, lace was a club for the lesbians, and then <laughs> once things once things started going left as far as profits there, then it was like, okay, well, everybody comes, and never in my life have I seen so many so many thoroughbred like street dudes and rappers and <laughs> mixed artists crammed up into a lesbian club so it was definitely another one of the highlights um i think we called it real talk wednesday so we yeah, were featuring was, was, uh, music 
yeah, we were featuring music and poetry. So that was pretty dope. Mm, And mm, mm, uh, mm. let's see. My (laughs) least favorite. I will say my least favorite covering event was this one that I was asked to do. I'm not going to give too many specifics, but I was kind of asked to do it because it was going left. It was like, well, can you kind of hype up the crowd because this is what you do? And I'm like, uh, can you run me a coin because that's not what I do for free? <laughs> Anyways, yeah. um, <clears throat> so once I started, you know, following the club up, yada, 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 people were pretty much already over it because it was a poor event. It was a poor event. It was poorly planned. And mm-hmm. you, you know, I guess I was supposed to be like Sister Mary Clarence and turn the whole choir around. Uh huh didn't happen and you know it was kind of like i received part of the blame and i'm like but i'm not even on the payroll so (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah once you once you take that mic you know you become instantly the face of something you know Uh, yeah and i had to (laughs) learn that the hard way yeah 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 Uh now um moving on Uh did you come into any into any hurdles doing this or shade with other media, you don't have to name it if you have or whatever, you know, because what I do is I talk to different people doing different things. And I like the artist world. They said they came into the game. They were thrown shade. I've talked right. to people that done TV, television, and they said they were thrown shade or hazed or whatever. Did you did you have any times where somebody thought they were better than you or better and too good to work with you? And was it any times where you ran into people that was just maybe just jealous of you? Like, and still do. And it's a, it's a never ending cycle only because not because I'm Marcus. He's so cool. He's so hot. It's because you're anybody out here there, no matter what you're doing, Somebody out here is jealous of you. Somebody out here is looking at you, wishing that they had what you had. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even, you know, people that don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out. Somebody's still looking around like, hmm, how can I get that handle off that pot? Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's always that way. As far as um, obstacles coming up through media, it's always men. I mean, that's the whole reason WRTR exists because we didn't have, because when, we were in the common places or when we were in the spaces to create and to have, you know, our piece of that, we weren't welcome. So again, we had to create our own. So I would say a lot of our obstacles came within. Um, and I mean, even now it's just a struggle. Um, I live in Baltimore now, my mm-hmm. team lives in PG. So a lot of the stuff that we do, it's all audio, but we're not even in the same room anymore. Does it help? I mean, it doesn't hurt chemistry, but at the same time, you know, you kind of like have to pay even more attention because you're not in the same room. So you got to pay pay attention to people's, you know, facial expressions and all that other stuff. So it's a little bit more um, as far as uh, shade. Yes, absolutely. Everybody mm-hmm. that had a radio show, um, once we started doing it, or actually during the promo phase when we were just kind of you know handing out cards and promoing and teasing you know the show debut and everything when we were in those phases everybody was welcome everybody was like okay cool no problem yada 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 well then once we started getting a little momentum and we started getting you know a little bit more high profile interviews once we started getting um 
you know, invites to award shows and, you know, taking pictures on red carpets and stuff like that. <clears throat> then it became a little bit, you know, then we start seeing a lot more shade. And mm. some of it will be blatant shade, like I don't fuck with them, to others that were a little bit more subtle and would smile in your face, but be secretly either ripping your ideas <laughs> behind your back or, you know, talking trash about you and your brand. So, I mean, everything with this, everything with radio, everything with all of this, even now, I mean, TikTokers, all of this, it's all about a brand. It's all about an image. And yeah. we, we may have been the start of the cancel culture back there. Because oh, yeah. once word gets out, once word gets out that you, you know, that people don't bang with you for whatever reason, then it's all bad on you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for us, it was it was a lot of that. And we were worried uh, a little too much about the wrong things. Okay. I mean, okay. some of it I'm sure you've had to deal with as well. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, You know, you know, I, I dealt with my fair share of shade and mm-hmm. you know um i was shunned but you know me i i created my own lane kind of like what you were doing so i didn't care i felt like at the end of the day i didn't walk around with an ego but i was like yo i'm bezel i can i see some of the stuff people doing and i know i can do it better and i did it i i did it on a on a lot of times I, a lot of times i did it better you know what mm-hmm. i mean and, mm-hmm. and I was always cool with with the people coming and even the ones I knew were throwing me shade. I still I killed it with kindness. You know what I mean? Right. Right. You know, um, but, you know, like I said, creating your own lane. And when you genuine people, going people going to hate, you know, people going people going to find something to say. You know, I feel yeah. it's like if they're not talking, you know, you don't have no motion as the young boys say now. Right. You know I mean, and I mean, a lot of like with us, it was shade with. Um, <clears throat> oh God, it got even worse when you, I don't know why you told me about that royalty thing. Cause God knows when I took it and started running with it, let me tell you, when I tell you there was some red faces that morning, cause mm. uh, they were <laughs> angry. The was in their feelings, like. <laughs> oh wait, how dare you? Wait, you're you're paying. They're gonna pay to run on your show and not mine. Mm-hmm. And I've been here since forever. I mm-hmm. need Noah's art. What do you mean? <laughs> you know, like that. So, <sighs> yeah, yeah I, I remember some of the shade, and I remember, I remember when. You know, people would first hear their music. And it was like, man, Marcus Smoot, they playing my music, man. They playing it. I said, yeah, it's like they have their own. They have real radio. Like they have something. When they're not on, they have a station playing. And right. and your music is in rotation. You might hear Rihanna and then yours will come up or something like right. that. So people will find you. It was an ingenious way of mixing, you know, um, indie artists right. with mainstream artists. And, and it, it, it helps people listen. You know, people it'll motivate people to listen because, like, if you if you don't deal with indie artists, I mean, be, let's just be real. Automatically, when you put indie artists into an equation, it it kind of cheapens the brand to the people that doesn't have anything to do with indie artists. So, if you're throwing a party and you're a promoter, they'd be like, "Are you an indie artist promoter or are you a promoter that throws parties?" You see what I'm right. saying? Right. But when you in, if you can infuse it and disguise it a little bit and yet help the artist it's it's a plus plus it's a win-win um a you're breaking them and and b 
it's helping them as well. So I think you 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 were one of the pioneers. If man, I don't really remember too many people doing it outside of you. And there were there were lots. Um, we but like I said, we just kind of did our own different thing. No, no, no. They, they did it. They were on a station, but you had your own station. Ah, you yeah, true. It true. was it was it was different. True. You know, um, how you? I remember I was like, yo, Marcus. Why are you going to pay this man to go down to his station and your station look better at your place? And he was like, it's marketing. It's for, you know, you go in there to network for the name, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I guess after a while, you was like, yeah, I ain't doing as much as you wanted it to do <clears throat> from, their, from their perspective. But well, it, it was a little bit more so. Um, so we did what we came to do. Like we came mm-hmm. to grow the name. We came uh-huh. to, you know, network. We came to, you know, do everything. So once our contract was over, mm-hmm. our desire for what we needed from that particular ailment or for that particular element was over. So then it was like, okay, you know what? <clears throat> That's done. What's next? And then we would move on to a different platform and we moved to something different. And, you know, each time, <clears throat> each time that we've, um, evolved so to speak we you know we brought new new things to the table and i mean even now with the launch of the new one just literally with within my fingertips i'm holding the laptop but um yeah with the launch of the new one we have even more autonomy to do things now i mean with the evolution of technology you know we can have face-to-face interviews with celebrities without even being in the same room now so you know yeah, it's a, it's it's a lot easier. The world is a lot smaller now. Yes, it know, is. Yeah, with 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 what's going on and now, and a lot of that is cre- accredited to the pandemic. I I would like to say maybe, I mean people, you know, they had to stay communicating with people. So hey, let's do Zoom or let's do this. Oh, right. You, you see what I'm saying? Right. And and it's cool and 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 it's real cool. I mean, it works because you can still continue to do what you need to do without being slowed down. You know what I mean? Like, uh, perfect example. If you want to get an interview back in the day, it was like, man, this, our schedules don't work right. or this, that, and the other. But now you can say, Hey, can you get on at nine 30 tonight? Maybe uh-huh. whatever we can do it from home. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Um, and I but mean, the, go that, ahead. That is works out perfectly. I'm telling you, cause I mean, <clears throat> I remember, our show was live from 12 to 3 every Saturday. So Yeah, I remember. This, you had rappers, you had artists, you had poets and stuff that would legit want to be on the show and be gunning to be on it for weeks. And then, you know, that week before the show or that week of the show, then they get their schedule from their job and they on that particular day where they've had it off before. And, you know, yeah, I was heartbroken for a lot of people. So, yeah, I did a, yeah. I did a few pre-records, though, you know, just to accommodate. Yeah. Um, now moving on into your career doing on mm-hmm. um, radio, doing radio, was there ever times where you was like, hey, I don't want to do this no more? Oh, I'm Every I'm day. Every <laughs> single day. Because you wake up, okay, so you get the headlines, right? You wake up, <laughs> and I'm one of the people that wakes up, I'm going to wake up, yawn, probably fart a little, scratch something, <laughs> and then roll over and grab my phone, right? Uh-huh. So I'm grabbing my phone. You, you first thing you look at is headlines. You you read all the depressing shit that goes on <laughs> in the world on a regular basis. Then you look at your life. You're like, damn, 
Ugh, rent due again. It's just like all of these depressing things and a domino <laughs> effect. So, yes, every day I woke up like, hmm, I don't want to do this. And then, you know, it got bad once people started recognizing who I was. So then I couldn't be, you know, as ratchet as I, as ratchet as I wanted to be sometimes because, you know, people knew me places and stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> it was it's like that. So, but no, the thing is with that, the things that kept us moving was just realizing that we had, uh, you know, uh, like the goal is this, this is where we're moving. This is where we want to be. And, you know, as long as you just keep that in your mind, the hardest part of any, anything about a show is keeping it consistent and doing it consistently. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. Go ahead. I, I run into that. I ran into that, you know, when I used to throw the showcases and, uh-huh. Some of the stuff I had to deal with and, you know, oh, my goodness, you know, do I miss it? No. I mean, people still ask me today, B, when you going to throw a show or when you going to come? I was like, yo, I don't have the energy. I don't have the patience. You know, I don't know how we did it back then because now yeah, oh my. nine yeah. o'clock is the new midnight. Yeah, I know. Right. Coming home tired and man, having to get right back up. And then it's like, yo, and then the stress of throwing a show and then you see certain host or or other uh people come through the show and now they expect you to come to theirs all the time and it's like yo i mean I, it does it's not that i don't support you but i didn't do this to go to everybody's show every week i can't i work i can't i i got a family i can't just go to this show then the next day go to this show and like some of the guys were doing, like some of them didn't work, you know what I mean? Or right. have a family or nothing. It was just them. So they could be out every night, but I couldn't, I couldn't do that. So that was right. draining. And, you know, so I do. I do I, 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 go ahead. That is, that was rough. I mean, <laughs> like I said, I can't do it now. After yeah. 40, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You hit 40 and then grades start busting up out your face. Like, hey, bitch, I ain't got to do nothing but be here. And yep. <laughs> you just sit there looking at it. It's looking at you. Your body. And you don't tired, owe nobody you don't nothing. nothing. Exactly. You don't owe nobody. It's like, yo, I, I'd rather be at home anyway. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Absolutely. You know, what I mean? you know, if I shoot, yeah, man. But I can honestly say, like, on this ride, I, I remember, you know, a lot of shows we did. And I looked to the right or left and you were right there. You know what I mean? And a lot of the shows, a lot of the, you're very inspiring instrumental as well as inspirational but you you was instrumental to the dmv movement um and and a lot of times your name don't get mentioned and that's because you were you weren't clickish you know what i mean you created your own lane Uh but then and then on the other note a lot of times the, the the who's who and the people that knew oh your name get mentioned like yeah marcus wrtr them people over there yeah they showed love it used to be and one of the biggest supporters y'all had was dale daughter i will always say that dale yeah. daughter always showed love to wrtr Let I, me tell you, dale daughter excellent artist and i mean the full-time father now and he is doing his daggone thing that brother he cleaning carpets. He got businesses out this joint, like building houses. Dale is building, always done is get his money. <laughs> building walls and yeah, <laughs> all, I'm like, man, Dale. He called me. I talked to him about two weeks ago, and I'm I'm so proud of the brother. Every once in a while, he see something on social media, he have to call me and say something. We might not <laughs> talk 
You might not talk for six months, but he'll call me and he'll say, man, yo, you know what, B? You know the voice he got, you know what, B? And I, he'll tell me something. I'll be like, yeah, we'll laugh for it, you know, and kick it. But good, right. good dude, good guy, man, good guy. Absolutely. Great guy. I spent many times in the studio with him, you know, um, working on stuff like that. Um, now, moving on. Where do you see yourself with WRTR in the next year to five years? <sighs> okay, so in the five-year mark, I want to be doing things like, you know, like Essence Festival and stuff like that. I want to do yeah. that kind of thing. I want to be that. But um, I'd say in the next year, I want for our year now to focus more so on building our consistency back up with mm. our schedules only because our schedules are so crazy and mm-hmm. like i said everybody's older everybody has more responsibility you know people have changed jobs people have moved people have you know <clears throat> moved on with their lives and otherwise so it's just a thing now of us getting consistent schedules now and yeah. having one night a week that we can de- dedicate just to this. And that's, I think that's kind of like where we're, you know, where we're kind of building the sand or digging out the sand at this point to kind of make a way for that space in our lives because it was so integral to us also. Like that for me, doing radio for me was very, or is very therapeutic. I mean, mm-hmm. aside the fact, I actually talked to a therapist, but aside from that, it's sort of like, you know, my stuff that's on my chest that I just get to say to the world at large. So yeah. it was sort of like my woosah moment at the end of every week. So I'll bottle up them feelings and then turn into some, you know, crazy white person trying to shoot up everybody. So <laughs> <laughs> well, it was your escape, really. It's your escape, right? Yeah, it was. And mm-hmm. it just, it worked. And you know, like I said, we're getting it back and we're we're doing things. Things are recorded and and ready to be put out, but God, it's just, it's a lot to do, you know, it's just a lot getting your schedule back under to, or more so regulated, because I think COVID okay. threw everything off. Everybody yeah, had happened. sort of, uh, you know, a system. Everything just kind of worked and flowed for them, and then COVID happened, and, you know, just everything just got jagged. Everything, just, the whole algorithm just, just, yes. just, just like, yo, boom, you know. Exactly. A friend <laughs> of mine was close. A friend of mine, we were talking existentially earlier, and, you know, we uh-huh. just kind of made up this whole, or we just kind of went into this thing like, yo, they might not be tripping with this whole Matrix thing, because something don't seem right after COVID. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it don't seem, the the world don't seem the same. What's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> COVID, man. So let me ask you, um, how did you get through COVID? How did you get through the pandemic? Oh, God. Well, I got through the actual hot part of the time, like when everybody was falling out and stuff with it. I was fine then. I didn't get it until the end of 2021. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was literally the end of 21. Um, It was that Christmas week in the New Year. Mm. Had it horrible. And I mean, like as a result, I only have partial hearing in my right ear now. Oh, yeah. for real? So it, it was, it's really long-term effects from it. Yeah, like it, it was for me. Like, I'm not completely deaf. Like, I can hear, but sometimes I gotta, like, clarify. Be like, huh? Or something like that. Like, what'd you say? 
So, yeah, it definitely has long-term effects. And I remember just my ears being clogged during that time. But it's sort of like when your nose and everything is clogged. And mm-hmm. I just kind of wrote it off as, you know, you got a whole bunch of snot in your head. <laughs> you know, yeah, once you, just, you know, once that's just gotta clear it out. Release yeah. everything, then you good. Nope, never came back. So either so, I got a big snot bubble sitting in my head or it ain't coming back. So were you scared, like, at that time where you knew you had it? Um... I, I was. Um, I actually had a conversation with my mom, and I kind of told her where, you know, all of my things were in the event <laughs> that I did not. I'm so dramatic, but I did it. You know, it was very, very morbid, but it was also very, very responsible because, you know, if I wake up and flies are, like, sitting there eating away at my eye, uh, my eyelids and stuff, <laughs> like, you know, it didn't work in my favor, and now you ain't got to do a whole bunch of searching and scavenging. Now you know exactly <laughs> where the stuff is. You know where you You're welcome. So oh. there. Oh, man. Oh, man. So do you... Okay, so getting through the pandemic, getting through COVID, coming back to... Uh, I'm not going to say reality because nah, that was reality. reality dog. Yeah, but, <laughs> but coming back to, let's just say coming back to a normal life. Um don't even think it'll all be normal again but coming back to you know now getting here now um was it an adjustment for you a big adjustment Um, it was an adjustment for me only because you know due to covid i lost a job then the pickup job or the rebound job that i got i had ended up leaving because you know they were little they were doing some (laughs) crazy stuff they were doing some some shenanigans. I can't deal with no shenanigans with white people and their money and stuff. You know, they call the cops on black people, so I don't do that. Yeah. So I had to go ahead on and rise up out of there. Move but, up. Um, as far as getting life back together, and I mean, I'll let you know when it happens because life ain't all the way back together it's yet. Not all the, it's not it's all the way back. Not anywhere near where I kind of want to be personally. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing all of these things professionally and all of these, like making all these little micro moves and stuff, just kind of make myself a little bit better in the future. And <laughs> I'm doing all these little things, but I'm not really doing anything personally right now. And I remember when the pandemic hit, I started doing everything personal. Like um, one of the things I did and I talked about it on our show. First thing I did when they said that everybody was laid off, everything was furloughed, yada, yada, yada. The first thing I did was dispute everything on my credit score. Everything. I don't everything. care if it was a banana that I forgot to pay for in 1984. If mm-hmm. it was on my credit report, <clears throat> I disputed it. Mm. And of course, you know, credit bureaus have 30 days to respond before they have to take that shit up off of your credit report. And well, nobody was in the office. So I was able to get a lot of stuff taking off my credit okay mark and i was doing i was doing and i just did it as a whim i did it to be funny because i was just like well hmm, all these debtors <laughs> i'm disputing everyone and i went online and I was just, dispute 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 like everything mm-hmm. and i mean it actually worked out in my favor and i started laughing about it because it was hilarious and even a few um People was hitting me up for class action lawsuits after some of the debts that I pushed, uh, you know, that I disputed. It just kind of worked out towards my favor with that. 
But mm. from there on, it was just like, you know, I kind—I was kind of focusing on myself during the pandemic. And now getting back into the swing of things, I'm focused on my professional life, but not my personal life. So it's just it's like, whatever. Mm, okay. Okay. I should have. Did you get one of them PPOs? I did not. <laughs> everybody in the down in, the, in in GA, everybody was getting them. They said, oh, I'm sure. They said in the small town okay. that they only had. Only had like a town where my mom, my mother is from, um, Culloden and Forsyth, the Monroe County, and they probably don't have a total of eight thousand people in that 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 area. They had over fifty barber shops, five hundred of uh, fifty beauty salons. They had all oh my everybody God. had businesses. We would get three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. Three, four, five. <laughs> oh, Georgia. Oh, you man. are. Oh, man. <laughs> man, they had they had the girl that was hooking it up with everybody. I waited a day too late. Don't think I didn't try. <laughs> Listen, I was, I was, Atlanta, <laughs> Atlanta is is Mecca for oh, the yeah. hustlers and the gays. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, it's the industry. It's the industry. It's the industry. You know, the industry. It is. Now, <laughs> <laughs> so okay so where we are right now with um wrtr and um what days do you do your show um mm-hmm. how long is your show and what does it entail um same pretty much shenanigans that we did before mm-hmm. um <laughs> we have a couple of different segues now we talk about a lot more stuff but, um, you know, just kind of like the 40 and over. I mean, we still, you know, we still good for a good joke here, there, you know, mm-hmm. keep you laughing, keep you entertained. But at the same time, we're still delivering the message, but more so towards the more woke crowd. So yeah. like now with uh, TikTokers and everything kind of booming, it seems like, you know, people's perspectives have shifted a lot. And people uh-huh. want to know a lot more about different things. So we've kind of catered our platform towards that <clears throat> while also dropping in them little tidbits of things that you didn't know that you probably should. Like yeah. we talked about, you know, on this show about the debut, you know, we talk about the myth behind getting pink eye from somebody's farts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. We talk about that kind of stuff. But <laughs> also, we're also going to talk about how, you know, Trump is getting, you know, buried underneath the jail. That kind of thing. <laughs> okay. So we can go okay. from one, you know, we can go from one parallel to another. Um, as far as our schedule goes, we're trying to record the show on Tuesdays, and I'm gonna try to have them up by Wednesdays at the latest Thursday morning. Okay, so people will so, be able to watch it, and where can they find it at? No, it'll it'll totally be audio. I'm gonna do audio. Because, audio. You know, okay. Yeah, we're doing audio again because, like I said, we're all on camera, and mm-hmm. the way our schedules are. You know, I might be coming in with half my lace front hanging off or something, and I can't have that on camera. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> wh- wh- where, would, where would you find it on audio? Uh, audio right now, we're doing, we're going to do StreamYard, mm-hmm. but we're also doing YouTube. So we're going to do, we're going to start a YouTube channel because I haven't really delved into YouTube a lot. And I think okay. I'd be really good at it considering how, you know, good I was at, you know, advertising for the other things. So, you know, we're gonna kind of cater to that and see where it goes. Oh yeah, definitely. I I think you'll be excellent at it. Yep. I think and I want to do 
I mean, we still have our platform. Shit, you can still uh, look up shows on iHeartRadio from us. So I'm gonna, mm-hmm. you know, see if I can drop it in there. Apple Podcasts. You know, I'm gonna have my, you know, hand in as many pots as I possibly can to get the show out there. Yeah, because everybody like every not to cut you off. Everybody like their own thing. Like this call this person like a Cadillac. This person like a Buick. So right. some people like YouTube. Some people like Spotify. Some people like Apple Music. Some people like iHeart. So you want to have trying to find that. I'm trying to find that one thing that can drop all of them onto all platforms, like one stop spot to shop versus having to delve into all the log on to all these different sites, upload everything on everyone. That's just transistor FM dot transistor dot FM can put it on every site for you. Perfect. As uh, you do it, you can do it like even from StreamYard. They you do the StreamYard, mm-hmm. you down you download the audio file. You they ask you where do you want to put it and it put and you click on all the places you want it and it drops it there within minutes. Okay, perfect. There, on, there you go. And, and then, there you go. And then coming up around the corner, you'll see me and us once again everywhere. And a lot of our old shows, they're available, but with all these new music laws and stuff now, that was another thing that effed up the game for us. Yeah. Because I could have had everything still going, but you know, it was just like I kept getting all these notifications, copyright infringement, copyright, copyright, oh. copyright. And it's just like you cannot. I mean, just even our intros and stuff, if you have music in the background or stuff playing in the background, they will mute your entire video. So you see us sitting there and you'll hear us and our mouths are moving, but not moving with the words like we in some Chinese video or something. Yeah. Just, it yeah. was crazy. Or Japanese, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. movie or whatever. Like you're doing karate or something. Right, with the (laughs) subtitles and stuff. So I was just like, okay. It was just, it was too much going on. And I don't know what's going on with the laws now, but I just know that everything that we play now has to be an original beat. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy now. It's crazy. It's a matter of getting those back or getting those beats and overlaying them. Oh, you know how all that stuff goes. Yeah, because you had a lot of shows. You did a lot of shows, man. (laughs) Over 200, and like I said, I got a good 100 of them. Like Some of the older ones are gone and fried on a hard drive that, you know, they could not bring back from the dead, so. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, what was that? I I remember they were taking, like, um, I would hear something on the radio, and I was like, that sound like y'all segment, like the Say What or something like that. Yep. I would hear it from y'all first, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this is not. This, wait a minute, this is not no cool, you know." And I trying to break up that. that yo, to piggyback off. <laughs> you know, piggy- wait a minute. I- to piggyback on those moments, even to talk about like you know the things that we had to go through, that was another thing that was some bullshit. So <laughs> we sitting there, and you know, you'll be in your car and you'll be listening to the radio, be something on FM, you know, cruising down the street. You go on, you're on your way to work and stuff. Yeah. And you would hear a morning show or you would hear different morning shows literally echoing the same shit, if not verbatim, that we said and how we do it. And I, I promise like, you, okay, I remember. In the same spaces that I went to pitching ideas, these ideas were not good enough for you then so then when i make my own spot white people that be trying <laughs> to steal things from black people's culture mm, listen mm-hmm. up this is you too so 
<laughs> we created our own space and started debuting and shit was popping because why? We black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here you come trying to steal again from our ideas that you thought again that were not good enough at the time. So it dude, that was some bullshit. And these were on terrestrial FM radio stations. I ain't gonna call nobody out, but y'all know who you are. Yeah, I mean, man, it, it was weird. I and I think I had a conversation with you about it. Like, yo, I swear, and I, I remember the safe. What that one sticks out to me. I think somebody took tried to take that one, or they stole from it. But I, I remember y'all. What say what? Mm-hmm. How did yours go exactly? Um, it was literally we would say the city and state, so it'd be like say what. Washington DC and then huh. we had a sound bite of all of us literally saying say what into mm-hmm. a microphone at the same time. Yes. But we had you know we had had it as a sound bite and I just created an audio function for it so whenever I wanted to play the sound bite I would hit it and it would say say what uh-huh. and mm-hmm. then we would go on with the show. And that was a lot of people's uh, the segment was called news to make you nauseous. And it was a lot of people's um you know, favorite segment because we were telling like the most disgusting and like disturbing news stories, but they mm-hmm. were real. And people were like, I can't believe that it happened. No, it really happened. Really happened. They yeah. Google it. They Google it and be like, oh my God, this really it happened. Really happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I mean, y'all were doing it. Like, y'all had so many segments, like great segments. Like, like, um, if you think of like in Living Color, they had their segments and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Martin had his characters. Y'all had y'all segments that people really they were in tuned and they were listening to and they wanted to hear that segment. You know what right. I mean? And right. News to make you nauseous with the say what in you and say what in it. I remember it like it was yesterday, man. And it was like, yeah, man. I, and I swore I was like, I'm riding in the car and I'm hearing a radio and I'm like, yo, wait a minute. That sound like. <laughs> you know yeah, you know, it's like, yo, man, what's going on here? You know? And, and the bad part about it is, like I said, once we we had actually went to a show or we had went to a station and pitched it, and it was it was kind of getting it was getting momentum and people were talking about it. And then all of a sudden the gavel was dropped because they then decided to go with a bigger name or a name in the industry. But yeah. then this same name in that industry came along and was ripping ideas off of us. So I'm just oh. like, what? <laughs> like, what? Oh. Not only are you going to shoot me in the foot over an opportunity, but you're going to shoot me and then plagiarize my shit. And then, and <laughs> that's like the when they do that level of disrespect. Yeah, Ooh. right. You're right. Now, now let me ask you this. Moving on, like um, I know y'all talk about today's topics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had something about the um, the little torpedo sub that went down, and everybody got all these different memes and jokes and and stuff about it. So, what's your honest take on that whole thing? Um, it could be funny, it could be real, it could be whatever. But when you first saw it, what did you think? And then after thinking about it, what did you think? First thing I thought is there better not be no black people on this damn submarine. (laughs) Then (laughs) once I discovered that that indeed was the case, I was like, okay, white people, white people, and let's look (laughs) at this. And I looked at it and uh, examined all the aspects and everything. 
<laughs> the thing about this story, it just got weirder and weirder the more you looked into it. So <clears throat> you had people that paid a hefty sum to go down in a submarine that is powered by a Logitech. Logitech. A, like, a, a video I, game I, controller. I got that same remote. Like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, so I wouldn't this. get in nothing like that. Be like, yo, you know, you controlling it with this? Somebody exactly. said, why they didn't push up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, B, A, B, stop. Not the Contra code. Uh -uh. Yeah. <laughs> they was like, the kid <laughs> turned in and they was like, why they didn't push? <laughs> oh, the internet is undefeated. Oh, episode, uh, not the contra code, <laughs> anyways. No, so I started looking at it, and I, you know, full circle. Honestly, heart goes out to the families and stuff because I mean, as I don't want to say comical, but as unusual of a situation as that is, it mm -hmm. does suck balls for families to lose you know, their loved ones, especially for the 19-year-old that didn't want to be there in the first place because he uh -huh. had black friends. He had black friends in his school, right? And then <laughs> black like, friends were like, don't stupid. you do that dumb shit. Listen, mm -hmm. they was like, they was like, tap, tap. So, um, <laughs> yeah, hey, don't you do that dumb shit. And he was like, dad, I don't want to do this dumb shit. <laughs> uh -huh. And dad was like, get your ass in there anyways. And, well, <laughs> and we know what happened. But, you know, it sucks for that to have happened. But again, no black people were harmed <laughs> in the creation of that fuckery. Because <laughs> I just, I don't know how, I don't know how, I don't know why. Why would anybody do that? I mean, I'm intrigued about the Titanic, but I'll take their word. I could look at cameras. I can look uh, at. We can I'm we not, can pop in the DVD with Leonardo DiCaprio. Exactly. We are <laughs> exactly. They had the people going up the stairs with Leonardo. You know, at the end when he's reaching out to him, they had <laughs> five people going up the stairs. <laughs> I like, the internet. I was like, yo. They had the joint, joint with a killer blue the, the whales. You see the whales. Yeah, I was like, "Yo, we see the motherfuckers." They had, they even had that submarine down in Bikini Bottom. I said, "You know what, <laughs> internet? I'm sick of y'all." Yeah, uh, it's so crazy, man. It's so crazy, man. Uh, I feel bad. I feel bad, but I'm like, you know, I and I, then I went on the site because the site was still up. Why? Advertising. If people was going in on. Going in on them, you know, because that advertisement of, you know, you can get it to a hot man. And they still have to be what's going in. <laughs> no, what got me was, okay, so you got all these white people that crammed in that. First off, there was no seating. They had uh -huh. a, they had a sheet, right? A sheet uh -huh. that covered up you where you was going to go and like take a dump. Uh -huh. If you needed to take a dump, a sheet. That was it. That was what was covering it. Like uh, everything about this said, get like this is beyond ghetto. This ain't even this is this is some old hillbilly type shit. I don't even know what the fuck they was thinking. How how did they who came up with this? How why they had the one dude that um on TikTok that always going to heaven, sneaking into heaven. He was going down. He went down there and he was talking on the phone and the sub. 
And they was like, are you talking on the phone, sucking up all the air? <laughs> he said, don't make me mad. <laughs> he kept sucking the air, then he fought it. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's fucked up. Yeah, man. So, man, I this that's we're moving on from that. Let's go back uh, a little bit before that, and um, people starting to cough and stuff like that. You're dealing with these orange skies here in the DMV and <laughs> orange people in our office. But go ahead, <laughs> yeah. But uh, what's your take on that? I mean, like this Canada fire, smoke, whatever going on. It's it's so hard to say because you know. <laughs> we've truly reached we've truly reached uh a pivotal time in our lives right now because why because we are actually starting to listen to the conspiracy theorists we like what's that aliens slim you might be on to something you know what? <laughs> you'd be like hey girl what was that about the matrix <laughs> yeah yeah you're right like I mean, what do you, what do you? Because we've just reached a different time. You got Chinese spy balloons up in the atmosphere, yeah, just around, chilling, taking Love. pictures. You up there busting it open. They up there watching it happen. And yeah. you know, it's just it's weird that things like this continue to happen. And it's just all these weird. It's one weird occurrence after another, and they just keep happening in succession. And mm-hmm. nobody has any kind of you know, explanation. Las Vegas, for example, they was talking about, uh, you know, that Hispanic family that the um, aliens supposedly landed landed in their backyard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, then that came on the heels of them having all these cricket outbreaks and everything else around Vegas. You remember that issue? Yes. Yes. So yes. all of these kinds of things <laughs> happen in succession. So it's like, okay, well, what's going on over there, girl? Y'all ain't living right. Like, what's going on? Y'all had to release a plague. Like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a little it's a little odd and i yeah. don't know i don't know what to take from these things because it's just it's eerie to think about that you know there could there's just different things going on right now there's a website that you can sign on to mm-hmm. to be a colonizer and they call them this by the way a colonizer oh, wow. of mars so when they get ready to send niggas up to space uh-huh. in the box, uh-huh. <laughs> your ass gonna be if you sign up, you gonna be on there. One it's the first a one way trip. It's a one way trip. Ain't no take backsies. Ain't no I'm gonna call you and we'll have martinis later, bitch. No, none of that. Are people so, really doing it though? Uh, I know. Okay, so I just recently served on a jury, mm-hmm. and one of the jurors that I met there. She was talking all about it, and I looked the shit up. So it, oh, it's wow. a real thing. She was like, "Yeah, I signed up to be a colonizer." I was like, "Girl, oh, you already got it down." But go ahead. <laughs> <Y'all> <laughs> did go. That. I mean, you know what says go off, but you yeah, ain't gonna take no black people though. They ain't taking no black people tomorrow. <laughs> shit. Let history repeat itself. We might be on there strapped to something. Ugh. Yep, you're right. You're right. <laughs> oh man, I can't imagine myself being going saying hey i'll do it you know what i mean like oh mm-hmm. nah, i could i couldn't see myself doing that mm, uh, not at all i like i like mark uh marcus's takes on things i'm gonna ask you another one that's going on right now okay um this is something real i was gonna get into kiki but i'm not gonna talk about kiki 
Oh, I'm not gonna do that right now. Why not? We can talk about her too. But go ahead. <laughs> well, we, well, we uh, let's I'm a, let's 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 do one that could be funny but serious at the same time. Okay. Um, the Jamie Foxx. They said they spotted him. Um, first of all, nobody know how he got sick. People say it was with Puffy or whatever, whatever. People say exposed and stuff. Uh, this, that, and the other. But they say they spotted him in Chicago on a yacht. And um, on a boat or something, and he waved, and he the people are upset because a lot of people say he has fans, and he owed that to them to explain what's going on with him and how um and <clears throat> is how is he doing? You know, they saw him, you know, so why hasn't he come out publicly and say, hey, yeah, people, I'm better, or this, that, and the other? Do you think he owed them that, or do you think uh he was really sick? You know, so many different things going out. What what's your take on that? <clears throat> um. I mean, the man said he was sick. News reports confirmed it. Um, I believe that he was genuinely sick, but I also believe that celebrities, um, you know, I've kind of been always that kind of swing vote for celebrities because they have so much pressure. Everything they say or do is under scrutiny 24 hours, seven days mm-hmm. a week. So with that, if you've, you, we don't know, the details again we don't know anything of what had happened to him or how extensive it was or what he's got to go through or what are the after effects or anything we know nothing all that we know is that we've seen them and if seeing somebody you know just automatically means that you have to acknowledge them then half of y'all out here dodging your baby mamas and baby daddies at the goddamn grocery store should be looking Uh all the way down in shame at this point you are right because you don't owe them people anything just like he doesn't owe you anything. Yes. He has fans that genuinely care about how he is and his well-being and everything else. And that's perfectly fine. But I mean, shit, the man went through whatever people were sitting there writing rest. The internet had killed him off before he (laughs) died, died, brought him back and killed him. Right. Right. So Mm -hmm. the internet had killed him off before he even got to the hospital. Good. And, you know, it's just one thing after another. So I don't blame him for taking time away. It's the same thing that a lot of people have to do. Sure, I did it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even famous. So, you know, I, but sometimes you have to disconnect in order to reconnect. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel you on that. And that's that's real. That's that's real. I don't think he owe anybody any explanation or whatever. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Hey, it, it could have been he whatever. You know, it's him. It's his personal life. I mean, um, you're a fan. You 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 inspired by him or whatever, whatever. You don't know him personally, so I mean, he make movies. He do jokes. He do this. And long as he come back to do that, whenever, whatever. I mean, you should be good. You know, I you agree. should be happy that he 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 is alive and he's ticking. He don't have to announce. Some people are private. Contrary to people's beliefs, some people are private and they want to keep certain things to themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> with that being said, somebody that didn't keep something to themselves was uh your girl Kiki out there on stage with Usher. Was it as bad as people made it seem, or was it worse? Okay, so <laughs> what I saw was a very grown Kiki that mm-hmm. went to an Usher show. A Usher show where Usher is known to always, first off, Usher is known 
to be in the crowd. He's known to be, you know, looking at who's there and this, that, and a third. And Usher is always good for a good moment. Every concert of Usher's, he serenades some lady in the crowd. He always mm -hmm. does it. And it's usually somebody that is famous or mm -hmm. somebody that's there at his show. He is known for it. So for Kiki to be a mom and going out like, you know, this is my ladies' night out on the town, yada, yada, yada. I'm going to have a night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, for him to then tweet, you're a mom. What? And then post yeah. pictures of her. Uh, it's it, The whole thing just irked me because mm -hmm. it wasn't over the top. It wasn't like she was tongue kissing a nigga on stage. They no, wasn't dry not. humping. They weren't doing anything. He was literally serenading her as he's known to do at his shows. That'd be like uh, you going to a Beyonce concert and she bring you on stage or a Janet concert rather. She bring you on stage and she twerk on you or something. And then, you know, the person that you with getting mad and upset because, you know, <laughs> What the fuck she twerking on you for? Why <laughs> she push that bitch off? Like it's stupid. It's yeah. dumb, and it's yeah. just more. I mean, she was mad because she was in the house and she was out living her best life, and that was it. And at the end of the day, just like you typed, you're a mom. Yes, she is a mom, but she's also a human being. She's allowed to go out. She's allowed to be as sexy as she wants to. Why? Because she's motherfucking Kiki Palmer. You ain't gonna see her out there in some motherfucking sponge curls. And uh, -huh. uh motherfucking bonnet and a uh, damn uh bathrobe. You're not gonna see her doing that because she's Kiki fucking Palmer. Yes, I agree. she's going to a show up and show out. B, if she's getting serenaded and enjoying her time, let the girl go. What person stands awkwardly at a concert while somebody's serenading them? You just wanted her to stand there and be like, um, I don't know. Be stiff. Go <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looked weird. It looked right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I and mean, then he's posted much more risky video. I mean, he's posted much more risky pictures. He posted this whole thing when she was naked or halfway naked or whatever when she was uh in her maternity shit mm -hmm. when she was pregnant. So it was okay for you to post when you feel like she's sexy, but she ain't allowed to post when she's sexy. She's a mom then. The fuck, the fuck out of here. Let's just get down to the fact that that. Nigga hates women. <laughs> was he was he insecure? You think he's insecure? He's completely insecure. Just like <laughs> most of these brothers out here, they will do the absolute most when their girl, wife, girlfriend, whatever, his back is turned. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but let the let the girl do some stuff, and you would have thought they killed. Oh my god, you'd have thought they murdered their puppy right there in front of them. <laughs> Ugh, can't oh stand god. it. So are they still together or they... uh, no, no, uh, uh, nothing's being talked of as of yet. I don't think it's been, you know, said or otherwise, but I just think it's dumb. Like she's not after Usher. She's after you, stupid. Mm -hmm. She'd be sitting there. She'd be sitting there tweeting about how happy she is with her life, like all her uh, tweets and couples, you know, pictures and all this shit and baby pictures. Like she's clearly happy with her life. Why can't yeah. she just go to a concert to enrich her already happy existence? Mm. Nigga, and can I... you sing? Can you go up on stage and serenade some bitches? No, I don't <laughs> think you can. So until you develop that talent, I suggest you sit your happy ass down and watch them motherfucking kids like she left you to do. Yeah, play your Better position. Get a goddamn Capri Sun and shut the fuck up. Yeah, play your position, buddy.
Exactly. Well, well now I'm gonna ask you one last thing. Sure. Before we wrap it up, I want to ask you about this chicken that they um they they um supposed to be making chicken. I don't know if you heard it, but you talking about this clone and stuff. Yeah, the, with the chicken though, it's not it's not like it wasn't born from hatch from an egg and grew, but they make they take action. They said it's actual real meat. It's real whatever. Could you see yourself? And it was gonna be at select grocery stores. Could you see yourself buying the chicken? I don't. <laughs> it's like really like seriously. They they're um taking it and it's lab created like lab created diamonds. Lab created chicken. I'm going to treat this much like I treated the whole thing when they first came out with these COVID shots. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let a whole bunch of y'all niggas do it first and die. <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> and then once they perfect the formula or whatever, then maybe I might have some at, you know, <laughs> at your at your vegan cousin's cookout or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, something yeah. like that. Like, I'm <laughs> not some, some shit like that. But I don't think I'm going to do it. Uh, nah. Nah. That, nah. Like, it's just something about cloning. And, I mean, I think a clone would be awesome. Like, shit, if you can do it, by all means, science go off. But mm-hmm. as far as me ingesting something that you've engineered non-organically... <laughs> no, Slim Thug. You got you me good. fucked up. <laughs> you good on that. You, okay? you got me fucked up, Slim Thug. Okay, okay. Well, it was good talking to you, man. Hey, and, you too. Uh, we got to do this more often. Um, Absolutely. Man, like I said, man, you've been an inspiration to me. Um, You inspire me. I always wanted to get into podcasts and radio. And, you know, I, I, I said when the time was right, I and I got a little space now. But like I said, you inspired me. Like, I can't say that it was somebody else that inspired me, but you solely inspired me. Your movement, wow. um, coming to your place. Like, I was like, yo, every time I came there, I felt like I was at home. You treated us like we were at home as far as you always had something to eat or drink there. And right. it was cool. And it was like a place you could come let your hair down, relax, you know what I mean, and do what you do. And right. um, like I said, man, you inspired me to do this and and i knew this is what i wanted to get to and get to doing like i said i have a co-host with trees and she does her stuff i've known her forever and we do this in the um we we're going to launch our first actual show i think saturday we're going to record it congratulations um, thanks man and um I would like one day um, when we do our first in-house interview, I would like you to come through and be that interview because you inspired me. And okay. like I said, every, every anything that I do on the media side, it came from you. And I, I give you all the props. And if anything I can do to help you or any information I can give you, um, just reach out and I got you. And like I said, man, you're a blessing. You're a blessing. You have blessed so many artists. You blessed poets. I remember the poetry group, and that's another story. I remember even them was they were beefing in the DMB at one point in time. The poetry groups, but you, 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 you made platforms for um entrepreneurs, poets, artists, um regular folks, celebrities. You've done it all, and um, like I said, dog, it it, it don't get too much better. 
than um, WRTR Marcus Smoot. I really appreciate that. That means a lot, especially coming from you guys or, you know, you, your brand, um, just everything that I've seen you do over the years, it's been excellent and you've never stopped growing. You've never stopped doing something different. I remember at one point in time, you said you would never do a radio show because you didn't want to be always the one talking. So, I mean, for you to be able to, uh, you know, to develop your craft enough to now be in that position of like, you know what? I'm going to sit back and, you know, I'm talking about some shit now. And, hey, I think that's dope. And I think that you guys are going to be excellent with it because, I mean, for one, you're wealth of knowledge. You have tons of experience in a lot of the things that you're going to be spitting to people. So I think that your radio show or your, I'm sorry, your podcast will be, A, taken seriously, which is the utmost of importance. But, B, I think it will be both entertaining and educational. And that's a lot of what people need now. They need All something right. to put a smile on their face and get them through. Man, you got me over here blushing, looking like a cherry coke, man. Aww. You know what I mean? Man, I appreciate that, man. Like I said, yeah. and it and it, it all starts with you. It, it being honest, I can't I can't think of a better person. And as as you you not only as a friend, I consider you a brother, but a mentor as well. And when it comes to this media stuff. You know what I mean, and and this thing like I, I in in the DMV, I don't care. I'll if you come through here, as long as I got breath in my body, you know what I mean. I'm gonna always speak of Marcus Smooth. It's one of the ones, one of the shows. I mean, it has substance. It 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 made you laugh. It was real. It could make you cry. It was it was a real situation. It was a real, like I mean, it was the real. You know what I mean? Real talk radio. That's right. what it was. So where can we find you at Marcus? Um, how do we look you up? <laughs> So the website is still under development, but it is going up. Um, radio WRTR.com at WRTR radio on Twitter. Uh, what is it? Um, WRTR radio at gmail.com. Marcus Smoot at gmail.com. You know, just any and everywhere. We're still Googleable. God knows. It's just so, so much stuff on the web. I was Googling yeah. myself the other day and I was just like, I don't even remember some of this stuff. Oof. It's a good thing mm-hmm. I stopped drinking. Oof. Oh, you don't drink at all anymore? Uh, I might have something every now and again, but nah, yeah, not but typically. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, thanks a lot, Marcus, man. I love you, brother. Like, for real, from the bottom of the heart. And we got to no do problem. this again. Absolutely, and I will look forward to it. I look forward to your show. Run it to me once you do, and I will, you know, do my best to promote it as much as I can. And once again, thank you so much for, I mean, just making this all full circle for me. It truly means a lot. All right. Have a good one, brother. Hey, you too.